Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me this week, as with every other week, is Jeremy Bradditch. Hello. Hello. Uh, what's up, Jeremy? <sighs> I really, really wanted Indiana Jones 5 to be, at the very least, better than Temple of Doom, which is the second one. Okay. Because that movie's not... The movie, it's fine. It's it's totally fine. It's not... Give me your ranking of the first three. Uh, Raiders Lost Ark. Um, yeah, number one, number three, number two. Um, okay. Uh, Last Crusade, then Temple of Doom. And then Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Um, oh, no, sorry. Like, okay, so uh, the new one, the, top, the, the Dial of Destiny is fourth in list for me. It's better than the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, but it is not better than Temple of Doom. By um, how much? By a fair margin. Um, oh no! There's a, there's a, there's a lot of things in the new one that I didn't love. For the most part, there's like about thirty minutes of the film, not consecutively, but like over the film, there's about thirty minutes worth of a de-aged Harrison Ford. Um, thirty minutes, like like maybe a little bit less, but there's like a lot of it. There's like at least a, there's at least maybe twenty minutes at the beginning where he's like. It's 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 a it's an adventure of a younger Indiana Jones, and it is D. H. Harrison Ford, and it looks okay in screen grabs, but it doesn't look so good in motion. Um, he's, it's it's just that you know it's just that final like it it's still still well in Uncanny Valley, like and you know conceptually I hate it like you know let yeah like just they have a guy who once played a young Harrison Ford in in a yeah, in a totally. different in a different Lucas uh, uh, Lucas Arts film Lucas Arts Lucas Films film get Aldrin Hendrickson whatever his whatever his name is he was he was pretty good as solo get him to be oh, young could you imagine if you just happened to uh, like get cast as one thing and then just be Harrison Ford's like young double in like everything he's in that well, they have a flashback in there are there are worse there are worse jobs to get than yeah. Than, like that reminds me of um of he, he Tom Hanks' be. brother. Oh, Jim, Jim Hanks, Jim Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, Kingdom Hearts, like we were in the post show, he's he's a Woody in every piece of Kingdom Hearts media. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's Woody in every piece of non-Tom Hanks Toy Story media. Yeah, which is just the movies, I believe. Um, which is just like imagine giving your brother that kind of job security. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I created this role for you that I don't want. <laughs> there's a lot of th- there's a lot of DH Harrison Ford, and they didn't touch his voice at all, which means that he's like young. There's a mismatch there. There is a strong mismatch of you know young you know very handsome dashing Harrison Ford, and mm. then like hey kid, <laughs> yeah, like gruff. Yeah, his voice is really down there now. Eighty-year-old Rocky, crusty Harrison Ford voice. Which <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong, like I like that voice, but it just didn't quite fit that. <laughs> crusty Harrison. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, but yeah, there's that, and also like a lot of the, it, it a lot of it just didn't really feel that real, which is just kind of a shame. I like I, I, and I I really wanted it to feel real, but it was just there was a lot of animation, and not a lot of it felt like they were really doing things. His birthday was last Thursday. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. 
Everybody yes. say happy birthday, Harrison. Happy birthday, Harrison. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. I really like how much he's just getting out there at the moment. He's oh. in so much recently. And, like, I think it's just because he wants to be, and that's great. Yeah, like, you know, like, he's he likes Indiana Jones quite a lot. Like, that's his, like, probably his favorite role that he's done. Mm. Um, just judging by his just just the way he talks about it and, and his just general like feeling about it and coming back and stuff like, you know, him thanking uh, the audience for, for being the, for allowing him to be their man in the hat um, is, is quite mm. sweet. Um, but also like he's doing that, that Apple plus show um, shrinking uh, and he's signed up to do it for being Thaddeus Ross for the next couple of phases of the mcu oh like, that that's a paycheck though <laughs> that's a t- yeah but like he's still doing it you know he's showing up for all of these kind of high profile things th- th- there was a fantastically funny quote that anthony mackie who plays the falcon um was saying like you know it's so cool to be around harrison Ford, blah, 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 blah. uh so and he says like it's so cool being around him because he says all right let's he says let's get on with this shit yeah, and, or like, and, let's shoot this shit. Yeah, yeah, like, let's shoot. Yeah, but but, but the way he said it is that he was excited that... Yeah, like, it sounded like he's saying, like, okay, let's get this shit over and done with. And I, was, I, like, I remember reading that quote going, like, I don't think you understand that maybe he actually doesn't really enjoy this stuff. Yeah, he said, let's, let's shoot this piece of shit. Let's shoot this piece of shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, So funny. That's hilarious. And, and Mackie's, like, talking about it as, like, a positive thing. Yeah, let's shoot this piece of shit. Is he's not... everything a movie star should be? He would say, "Let's shoot this piece of set," and everybody was like, "Yeah, let's shoot this shit." Jeez, that's. <laughs> I think he's completely misunderstood what he was saying. Uh, either that, or Mackie's like, um, paraphrased it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. That's enough about Indiana Jones. We know what you're really here for. Court. Courtroom <laughs> drama. That's right. It's time to talk about Microsoft versus the FTC. You might say, Kerry, Jeremy, we've been hearing about this for weeks and days and months already. Why would we talk about this now? It's because it's finally, they had this trial. There were so many things that came out of it. There were conclusions to be drawn, but they finally came to one. Like the the, F, like the, the judge laid down a, a fine. They, 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 they finalized the court case and not only that but microsoft has then been making moves this week in the run-up to tomorrow i think the 18th of july to get everyone else's concerns squared away before this deadline that they're running towards um they've been talking about deals with sony they're talking about striking a a different proposal with the cma so it's all popping off we're going to go over the overall arcing threads of what's happened with the court case we're also going to talk about some of the interesting news tidbits that came around like uh, hey, did you want to know how much Sony spent on The Last of Us Part 2? Well, good news. It's too that They showed much. some poorly redacted documents and we know exactly how much they spent on it. So we're going to go over all of that today in one comprehensive single package. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. That's our website where you can go find all things we've ever done minimap. That's, that's the occasional review. We've got op-eds. We've got podcasts and more podcasts up on that site you can find it all there 
The Minimap cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access given to our patrons. More on that in just a second. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends, give the show a positive rating wherever you listen to us or if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, it makes a huge difference and it only takes a few seconds. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, you can follow us on social media. We are at MinimapAU for the account name that's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the live recording of the Minimapcast. Uh, we always hang out with chat before and after and during. We were talking about Kingdom Hearts and uh, there was something else in there in the pre-show. What else were we talking about? In the I was talking about Final Fantasy X a bit, but I think that was when no one was here. So, <laughs> so you can come, you can come, you can come talk to me when when the chat's filling up and no one's here yet. You can come listen to me talk about Final Fantasy X. <laughs> uh, if that's not a draw card, I don't know what you want. <laughs> we wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So if you'd like to help keep the mics and lights on, keep us keep us trucking so we keep making stuff like this for you, you could support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only five bucks a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast including some bonus features like uh, the the old press conference watch-alongs that we've we've done. We're going to be doing some more of those thanks to Danny O'Dwyer releasing some very high-quality footage of some old conferences. We're very excited about that. And uh, yeah, you can find all of that over on patreon.com slash minimapau. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Jeremy, where do we begin? At the beginning. At the beginning. To do, we begin at the beginning. Yeah. Like it's such a an unwieldy topic. Not only because um, the, this last two weeks has been so dense with all of the trial findings, but also because uh, the preamble to this trial has taken nearly two years at this point. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to go back that far. No. But just no, know yeah, that there's 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 been there's been enough uh, of a of an influx of dense like events happening that we're mm-hmm. mostly focusing on the past month month yeah yeah um maybe not even that far look it, it, I I think I think where to start off with is like coming out of the news most recent being that the judge has ruled in the favor of Microsoft. Yep. Um, that uh, the FTC will continue to appeal, but I think by and large we believe that it's not that they are they are not going to be able to get in the way of this deal happening anymore, um, yep. or they get in the way of this deal not happening rather. Um, it's all signs are pointing to now Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard King. Um, how do you feel? Um, it's funny because, like, I think the, you know, I was get reading some of the, like, play-by-plays as, like, different things came out during the trial, and it seemed like the FTC had, like, some decent footing to stand on for a while. Yeah. Um, and I finally considered for a moment that it might not go through. Right. Everyone was saying, like, the deal was so big, but also not quite big enough, so that it was, like, it's still a big deal, but not big enough for it to be, um completely dismissed um 
like it'll go through for Microsoft. And so just to, to have that moment of like, oh, maybe not. And then it just happened anyway. It was like, oh, like it kind of, I just kind of like snapped back to where I was like two weeks ago, like just waiting for the shoe to drop on this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, man. It's so big. It's such a big acquisition. Yeah. Um, and it's going to Microsoft, which is like, okay, fine. But like, what if <laughs> Microsoft's in a bit of a, what have you done for me lately situation in my own head? Do you know? Does that make Does that make sense? <laughs> kind of. It's like, it's hard for me to be excited about them owning a bunch of games that I may or may not want to play. It's also hard for me to be excited about the particular companies they've bought. Activision, run by Bobby Kotick, the slimeball CEO of, of, of the century, and uh, and Blizzard, home of many, ter- well, and Activision as well, home of many terrible uh, accusations against employees and uh and about executives covering it up and having a terrible workplace culture, it's really hard to get behind any of it and feel good about any of it, personally, for me. Oh, I mean, How like, 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 Kotick is the CEO of all of, of, of the whole thing. He's the CEO of Activision and Blizzard. Yeah, I know, but before they bought Blizzard, Blizzard had those problems, you know? Uh, I mean, like, like, yeah, like, just, like, they didn't, they didn't buy Blizzard, they, like, merged with Blizzard, but it's, it, like, yeah, like, the, the, these, yeah, the, it, they don't start and stop with, with Kotick, definitely. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, look, I think it's, like, a, I think it's a bad thing. <laughs> like, it's, like, I think any deal that is this big is a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, there are plenty of people on the internet that are being... <laughs> far too blissfully ignorant and naive about deals like this. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 like, and I understand why some people will want to act this way. I think that it is an exciting um, thing to consider that a whole bunch of games that I don't currently have immediate access to play will be available on the thing that I am currently subscribed to, right? You know, like, like it's not, like, this is an example that is not going to happen, but the idea of Call of Duty yearly being on Game Pass Day 1, um, they've said this is not going to happen, but the idea of that um, is exciting to me as a consumer if I stick my head in the ground um, and cover my ears with dirt when I don't consider what that really means, Um and yeah, I think and there's like a lot of Activision Blizzard games. They're already so big. You're already getting them everywhere anyway. Like it's hard to see how them being owned by Microsoft does anything for that company in terms of their publishing power. Well, like, but like as someone who hasn't, who has bought one Call of Duty in like eight years, six years, yeah. um, being, oh no, sorry. What, what, bought two Call of Duties in 10 years is, is what I, is what I know to have done. Um, uh, one of them being Ghost, the other one being the most recent Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, you bought Modern Warfare. Oh, I did buy that. Someone who has barely played Call of Duty <laughs> in yeah. the past 10 years, right? <laughs> the, the idea of me being able to load it up on Game Pass and just be like, hey, I can play all of them. Like, that's like a cool thing. But none of this is worth the biggest companies getting bigger. Um, yeah. You know, like it, 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 it throws my mind back to when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, 
Um, and like my, my, my mind at that point as a like 17 or 18 year old, however old I was back then was like, Hey, cool. The X-Men will be in the Marvel movies. And that's not like an inappropriate thing to consider at that moment as someone who is interested in that. But it, it like, like my head was in the sand of what that really meant at that point. Um, I think that that was one of like the worst things that could have happened to Hollywood. Um, mm. And we are still feeling um, the effects of that. Um, there's a, there's a gigantic, like, like th- there, there is a, there is a very direct correlation between all of that happening um, and the current strike that is going on between the, 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 the screenwriters guild, the SAG AFRA and, um, uh, and the rest of Hollywood, um, yeah. you know, like that, like that would probably still be happening right now, but Bob Iger's out there talking about how like, you know, this is ridiculous and all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's making $24 million a year with a, with a $20 million bonus or whatever, yeah. you know, and that's happening because all of those streaming residuals, um, that, that, that the, uh, p- the workers are not getting all of them from Fox that are on Disney plus that's all it is needing. That's all it is made by Disney. That's not to say that Fox wouldn't have done the same, but it is definitely happening because of Disney. Yep. And so now looking ahead to this Microsoft thing, th- like there's, th- there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to bigger companies buying like big companies buying very, very big companies, right? Like it is, worrying that if we don't know when it stops i don't think that all of these companies are truthfully worth this money in terms of pushing the industry forward this is a money buying money deal right there is there is no we're buying this because we really want call of duty to be the the best franchise ever they are not buying this because they really want you know the world of Warcraft to be the number one MMO again with, you know, some of the most amazing content you've never seen before. This is like, no, no, we want to buy this because we want to make even more money than the $7.8 billion. Oh, sorry. The, the $70 billion that we're planning to spend on this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just a, for, that sucks. <laughs> this is not a, this is not a good thing. Anyone who cheers for this is a dickhead. And anyone that that thinks that it's not going to be a big deal, you went, you were, you were, you were so tempted at the start. You're like, there are some people on the internet. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still calling them some people on the internet. But if anyone who is happy about this is a dickhead, and anyone who is happy that corporations are buying other corporations is also a dickhead, and anyone that thinks that nothing is going to change is also an ignorant dickhead. <laughs> They don't do $70 billion to keep things the same. That's like, yeah. that is a moronic thing to believe. And if you believe like it, you're a moron. With, uh, with Bethesda. I mean, you don't, you don't buy Bethesda to not make some, at least some part of it exclusive to, it, to lock down those titles. Exactly. You don't, you don't buy, um, you don't buy one of the biggest publishers in the world just to make their earnings, your earnings, you mm. buy them to do that to make their earnings even bigger for your earnings, right? Yeah. You, you make changes. It's not yeah. like we don't live in a world where like, oh yes, now I buy you, everything stays the same. <laughs> exactly. 
but there's part of me that wants to see uh xbox restart um studios like toys for bob and um Oh, was it Neversoft? What are the other ones? The, the ones who did Tony Hawk remake, yeah, but what, Spyro remake, what is Crash that, remake. What does that mean at this point, right? Like, it's just, at that point, it's just a name. Like, like, like pe- people people who, who are working on those games, they don't stay on those. Like, like the, the moment, like, a, a, a studio, the moment a team works on a game like the Tony Hawk remake, then gets put on Call of Duty, like, at that point, yeah, a lot of those people are gone. Yeah, yeah. Or, or have moved or shuffled or that team doesn't exist in the, in the way it was. Like, it's not like you can just say, like, okay, now time for Tony Hawk 3 and 4. Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's just, I just, I like the idea of, because it sounded like all the teams who made those games were really passionate about them. 1,000%. Um, and, and, it was, and it was so it, sad to see them it just was, folded into the machine, you know. And it was happening, right? Like, like we know from Tony Hawk himself had said that there were plans to make Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remake 3 and 4. Um, mm. That was a thing that was happening at one point and then at some point down the line prior to, to you know, the the game coming out, um, they got they got shuffled across over to the, to the Call of Duties. But, like, it's... Yeah, like... I, I also do hope that coming out of this, there is a world where Microsoft looks at this and goes like, okay, like let's let's actually re-diversify some of this portfolio, so it's not just the four biggest games that are kind of mid. Um, like let's <laughs> let's bring out some games that are like actually doing some really cool stuff. And I don't yeah. doubt that that will happen, but that is not worth seventy billion dollars of a deal to the ind- like for the industry to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what do you want to start with here first? Do you want to do you want to start with the news that we heard out of the courtroom to start with, or shall we come back to that as like a chaser? Uh, I think that 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 can be a chaser. I think I I, I reckon so too. So we'll we'll talk about um, we'll look at these sort of uh, these well these turn of events that have kind of finished. Mm. Uh, well, the kind of paint the paint the picture for what what the um, the the field is looking at the, like at the moment. So, uh, Jeremy's brought in a number of articles here, which are very helpful. Uh, this first piece of context is from Ars Technica. Kyle Orland did the headlines saying, "UK government blocks Microsoft's proposed Activision purpose purchase. Uh, government group says deal would quote substantially lessen competition in cloud gaming." Uh, this was in April. So this has been a few months ago now, but this has been, um, aside from this FTC trial, this has been the biggest roadblock for the deal. Yeah. Um, is it's basically the FTC in the in the UK, uh, called the CMA, and so this still isn't resolved, and, and we'll talk about it a bit more in in in, in a little bit. But aside from the FTC trial, this has been the other hurdle, and this was not yet resolved, despite the conclusion of the FTC findings. How, however, um, what the FTC findings. Well, like what what the what the result of the court case uh, from the FTC resulted in after the judge ruled in Microsoft's favor was the CMA then announcing to Microsoft, okay, let's come to an agreement, let's come to a deal. Um, that they they had paused negotiations at one point to begin um, the the beginnings of a of a prosecution. Yep. while the FTC was also prosecuting Microsoft. 
and then the moment, like I think within 24 hours of the FTC losing um, that court case, the CMA said, okay, let's come to an agreement because I think it, like I think that as regulatory bodies in each of their respective countries, I think the CMA mm. is not quite as uh, perhaps strong in terms of like, I guess, worldwide scale um, that they don't believe that they will actually be able to stop the deal. Um, and and so, the other thing is they will have just seen like a dry run essentially for some of their arguments in court this week or this last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think their claim, their focus on cloud gaming in general is not going to be enough to stop anything. Um, especially because Sarah Bond came out and said, like basically said, we're losing money on our streaming <laughs> technology. Like it costs more money to run than it is for us to, than, than we're earning through it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about the, the streaming stuff in terms of like, as a, as an angle, like, I think it's interesting. I think it's a very specific angle that I think they, the CMA was looking at like, okay, like this is maybe like a really new loophole or like not a loophole, but like a new angle that is perhaps not the one that um, they were expecting. And maybe we were able to catch them on the back foot. Um, Yeah. The thing is, then you walk into so much like, does the CMA know enough about that technology? Because like, then you you look you're looking at the FTC and like how how sometimes it doesn't feel like they they know specifically how they're trying to uh, like make their claims that this is anti competitive because they don't they're not experts in the field of video games. They're experts in the field of federal trade. They're you know what I mean? Like yeah. all things monopolization and 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 big 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 business but not what all of those businesses are dealing their business in so you know the cma then has to think can like can we be skilled up enough on this to know what we're talking about for the whole subject and then also block this entire deal for microsoft one of the biggest companies in the world buying this whole other thing and they and Microsoft could easily say, oh, you know, streaming is great, but it's also about this. It's about portfolio. It's about studio. It's about uh, support to, to for our other studios. And, like, there's so many things they can point to that aren't cloud gaming for why they're making this purchase. Yeah. I don't even know if cloud gaming would have been a part of their idea as they made their purchase. Like, no more than any other part. Oh, like I, I think it is in, term, in just in terms of their their broader goals as as yeah. A they could just say like, oh, if we bought them, that could go on on streaming too. And it was like, yeah. And it's like that's it, you know, like kind of like there's no there's no machinations there. It's like they have a streaming service. They buy games. Games go on the streaming service. You, uh, yeah, you, like yes or no. I think I think that eventually they will make the case of like you know. Call of Duty, stream it immediately. You don't even need a console. Don't even bother buying a PlayStation because you don't even need to buy an Xbox. Kind of like it's right here for you right now. Sort of like they will make that case at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because, you know, there was the, what's the, there was something that has now just re-entered my brain after the influx of information that we've been going through over the past like hour, but even just over the past two weeks of that that other Call of Duty project. Oh, uh, vamp while I try and find out so I can actually okay. talk about what, well, I what I'll do is I'll, I'll read a, a statement from Brad Smith. Who is Brad Smith? Brad Smith is the vice chair and president of Microsoft. Um, and so this is to talk to uh, what you were saying before, Jeremy, about as soon as the FTC trial was closed, you know, they came out with a statement towards uh, 
how they were going to move forward with the CMA. So this is what Brad Smith had to say on Twitter in a little neat little picture. After today's court decision in the US, our focus now turns back to the UK. While we ultimately disagree with the CMA's concerns, we are considering how the transaction might be modified in order to address those concerns in a way that is acceptable to the CMA. In order to prioritize work on these proposals, Microsoft and Activision have agreed with the CMA that a stay of the litigation in the UK would be in the public interest, and the parties have made a joint submission to the, to the Competition Appeal Tribunal to this effect. So they've, they've realized they don't have enough time for this, this date they're running towards, and they're, they're, they're working out a deal to, to, um, to amend things to come to a, a compromise by everyone's terms, by the sounds of it. Which is funny. It's funny that like one one pillar of this like resistance fell, and the CMA is like, "All right, we just got to make the best of this that we can." You know, they got they they're kind of like gracefully backing down as as like as like publicly uh, like doable as possible, I guess. Is like um yeah, like like acceptably as possible. Yeah, like and like and yes, I know in terms of like you know like the the EU had already gone like had already approved the the deal going through as did Brazil. Oh, and a number of other regulatory bodies had too it's like 14 other regulatory bodies isn't there i i don't know how many there are but there's there's quite a few and like at least from the outset like you know as a as you know just some guy who doesn't know a whole lot about the strength of regulatory bodies my impression was always the the eu was one of the the toughest um mm. in terms of um uh, like, well, like uh, litigation. Yeah, well, just just in terms of like like a- a- anti uh, just laws. Often, you know, any time any tech stuff comes out of like, oh, you know, got forced to change X by um, regulatory body, it always seems to be from the EU. And so, like, right, like the USB C thing for Apple. Yeah, totally. Great example. Yeah, um, like the um, the EU allowing it to go through. And the CMA stopping it was like a okay, like see here you go in in yep. in kind of in a way. Um, so what was this thing that you found about the other Call of Duty? I, I I I can't find it. I don't know if I'm if I'm just merging things in my brain. Um, was it about them talking about the difference between Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two and Call of Duty Warzone? No, it was that was a specific thing that I that I thought I remembered, but I, I must just be misremembering. Just ignore what I said before. Okay. No worries. So, uh, yeah, the FTC deal closed. They're dealing with the CMA. Uh, this next next article, back to Ars Technica and Kyle Orland again. Uh, headline here is, FTC appeal in Microsoft Activision case shows US regulator isn't giving up yet. But but stopping the deal from moving forward still looks like an uphill battle. So, yeah, they, they, they were coming back. The FTC were coming back that uh, for an appeal. That's right. So I'll just read the first paragraph here. The Federal Trade Commission has given legal notice that it intends to appeal a recent district court decision that denied a temporary injunction in Microsoft's proposed merger with Activision Blizzard. The appeal notice filed with the 19th, whatever, is a rare move for the FTC in cases like this. Uh, Facing down district court judge Jacqueline Scott Scott Corley's finding that the regulator has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim this particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. So, yeah, the judge said it's not not looking good, and the FTC is specifically appealing that claim, um, which would would be an uphill battle because it would bring that judge's uh, 
decision-making process into question. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got the judge on the defensive as well as, as the, as the, the, the people that you're trying to stop from merging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know enough about the specifics of, of the courtroom to know how that goes, but it is interesting to note that they did pretty immediately come back with a with an intent to appeal. Yeah, uh, like I, I think that they, like at the very least, even if they knew they were not going to win the next appeal, they needed to at least maintain the appearance of, um, like you know, keeping pressure. I guess. Um, yeah. And that goes to something I've I've heard just with people talking about this that you know the FTC has like sort of like an appearance to uphold that they're doing their job by by making these claims right like yeah. it isn't necessarily a problem if they go to court and lose if so long as they're fighting to make sure that things like this aren't happening uh, in case they would you know fall through the cracks otherwise like it's part of their job to just make an effort I guess is what the the people are saying yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we go to the New York Times uh, by Kellen Browning, David McCabe, and Karen Weiss. Do you have the headline for this article, Jeremy? Uh, the, um, the New York Times one. Mm-hmm. Uh, judge rejects FTC delay of $70 billion Microsoft Activision deal. Okay, so a federal judge on Tuesday ruled against the Federal Trade Commission's attempt to delay Microsoft's $70 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard, setting the stage for the tech giant and the video game publisher to merge as soon as this month. Wow. In a 53-page decision, Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley of U.S. District Court of the Northern District of California said the FTC had failed to show it was likely to prove the merger would result. This is the thing I read just before. She denied the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction which would have delayed the deal's closing until after the agency could fight it in an internal court. So yeah, that's just the result of, of the FTC's case being uh, shut down, I guess, is that injunction for them to do a bit more work to block the deal was blocked in the first place. So they didn't even, they didn't even get past that first hurdle of, hey, give us more time for us to make a proper case on this. Yeah. Um, the FTC can still come back against Microsoft in this case, uh, but apparently it's much stickier and much harder once the merger happens for them to make a claim for it to have not happened and then have to like unentangle everyone's finances and pull them apart. Yeah, like an order to to break apart a company is very tricky. Um, mm. Like you have to like prove like monopolistic like stuff. Like I don't, it's, it's really difficult to do. Um, like the, 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 the one that, that comes to mind recently is like the, Time Warner Discovery, AT&T, like all of that getting disassembled was like a fucking mess for everybody. Yeah. Um, and while I think it is an overall good thing that it happened, it's like, oh, geez, what a, what a, like, maybe it's like this shouldn't have happened to begin with. But like, and you yeah. know, like, it's also difficult because like, like the, they are slow. Governments move at like glacial speeds, you know, like you can't. And we're talking about companies of this size and dealings of this size and companies that own companies that own companies. Like it has to be. The scale is just so large. It's, you know, you, you can't move a ship that large any faster than that. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, just, just before we continue, did you um, get a copy of the other companies that Microsoft was contemplating acquiring? Oh, I didn't get that. Right, I'll, no, I'll get I that while you read about that one. I'll get that while you read the new. I'll read the Yeah, next yeah, one. yeah. Do that. 
Um, so Jeremy's posted another bit of context here. This is from June, June fifteenth, um, and it was how uh, the how the judge uh, who had Jacqueline Jacqueline Scott Corley uh, issued a temporary restraining order blocking Microsoft's long planned acquisition of Activision pending the hearings that then happened last last couple of weeks. Jeremy, do we know if that restraining order was removed? Sorry, uh, I don't. I, I don't either. It's funny. I, I assume so. I, I assume it was like, hey, we've got a, restrain, a restraining order for you. You can't move forward on this until we we have the results of this uh, hearing of this court case. I assume that was all this was for uh, in case it ran long or something. I assume that with, with the court case having gone through and the injunction not being upheld, that this uh, restraining order will be let go. Will or if it's not let go already? I mean, the deal happens in a day or two now. So yeah, um, I would. Yeah, I, I, I would, imagine it's. I, gone. I, I would assume the same. Uh, and that that brings us neatly to the news that came today from uh, Phil Spencer. Yeah, which, which was fascinating. A, a Sunday, middle of the Sunday, their time or start of Sunday, start of a Sunday, and and. Tweeted from the Phil Spencer personal Twitter account as opposed to from the Microsoft account from yeah. like it wasn't on it, at least at that at that point it was on Xbox Wire like there was no there was no press release instant at that moment it was just like a it was like a Phil had this in his drafts and as he left the meeting like hit send on his phone from his yeah. pocket kind of kind yep. of kind of deal and that's you know that fosters that that sense of like oh I'm you know, I'm a man of the people and I'm a gamer too. <coughs> Pardon me. I was, tr- I was really trying to fight through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he tweeted today, we are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite games, which with Call of Duty makes no sense because it's already everywhere. Um, yeah, this is fascinating because, you know, part of the FTC's trial and claims and um, arguments was that, you know, Sony thinks this isn't going to be good and and they're backing up our claim that we don't think it's going to be good. You know, they're sort of simpatico in this, uh, in this trial. But uh, it's weird to see them... Ha- this, is, this is what I said before about how everyone was coming together to make... To, like Xbox was making moves to do a deal with the CMA, to do a deal with Phil Spe- uh, to do a deal with PlayStation, to to finish these hurdles because PlayStation was really the only company that didn't want to do this because they signed that ten year deal of like there will be games on Nintendo systems for ten years from the Call of Duty franchise. They signed that agreement. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, now we get this really nondescript. Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Like, for how long? Like, just the main games? Also, Warzone? Is it all all of the franchise? Will it be like it, it? It's really strange. Will it will it be cheaper to buy Call of Duty on Xbox than it is on PlayStation? You know, like like there's so many questions we don't have answered to that. But I just love the idea that again, it's that same idea of like one of these pillars of resistance fell away and these other ones are sort of having to just make the best of the situation now that they can't all hold it up together, including PlayStation, including the CMA. There's still no press release on, on Xbox Wire or Microsoft's news portal. Like there's there's no... 
There's, there's there's no details about this, and I like. I'm, re- I'm not surprised because it's the middle of the weekend. But but also, I actually don't think that either of them really want to sort of let out what kind of deal they might have made. I don't think that either of them have any any interest in divulging what that was. Um, yeah, maybe it was actually just like a really frank discussion, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe like, maybe they both got something out of it, and was and, but like they can't go to the public after having been yeah. so oppositional and be like, we've made this great beneficial deal for gamers. Like Sony can't say that. Yeah, like yeah, like neither of them can say like hell yeah, like we're both getting like eight hundred billion dollars for the next 10, 10 years. <laughs> you know, like look at us. Yeah, um, because realistically, that's what that is. You know, like I remember, like the the first thing I said when I posted that deal was like Sony got paid, and I said paid in all caps. Yeah, and that's because this deal is going to both ma- is going to make both of them just a ginormous amount of money. Yeah. Um, and like, look, it's good that Expo- uh, that Call of Duty is not just on one platform. Mm-hmm. Um. But like you know, it's like this is not a this is there are no underdogs in this story. <laughs> no, exactly. We're talking about two of the biggest games publishers and console manufacturers in the world owning one of, if not the biggest gaming franchise in the world. Like it's so yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's so strange. Yeah, so very bizarre. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens come. Uh, the seventeenth in the states. Whether we see one of those Xbox graphics of you know, there's there's a price standing next to the Richard Iwade and oh. and the car from Forza and you, you know what I mean, like the studio studio announcements. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, standing next to Doom Guy and the the and the, the, the character Dragonborn. Yeah, the, the the key art character, fucking um, Marvel Slate. Uh, yeah yes. exactly yeah. um yeah that'll that'll probably happen at some point and like ninja theory releases like senua and master chief and uh uh lilith from diablo like fan art but it was just like the social team like yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah it's the yeah <laughs> the, 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 they do all of the merry christmas from yeah, Blizzard Activision King, and it's like yeah, Master Chief and the fucking Candy Crush guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that weird dude. I forgot about the dude. I was just gonna say they were just eating candy. <laughs> just eating Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> God. Someone's mouth is exploding because they they got a they got a they got the freckle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's all it, it doesn't feel great, you know. <laughs> no, it it like I feel like like there's like a layer of like. Filth. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's happened, but it feels worse. Yeah, like nothing. Nothing is going to change immediately, but it feels worse. Yeah, but like also we know that stuff is going to change relatively. Oh yeah, not to so, say stuff won't change. Yeah, Just like like do you remember when? Do you remember when the when the Bethesda deal went through, and how soon it was after that a whole like slate of Bethesda games came to Game Pass? Yeah. And like, and then like three months later, Deathloop launched exclusively on PS Five. <laughs> yeah, um, like we we know that not every, but we know that not every Activision um, Blizzard game is going to be on Game Pass because they have said that, like you know, to uphold their to to stop the monopoly that they can just easily do by the click of a button, they can't just add all the old Call of Duties to Xbox Game Pass. 
Um, and I think that they also don't exactly want to at this moment because they still sell a lot of copies. Um, yeah. I mean, Activision's one of those companies and will still be under Microsoft as one of those companies that will not reduce the price of their games by any more than 50%. Yeah. And like all of the Call of Duties stay at a really high price for a long time. Yeah. But we'll get, you know, the Crash Bandicoots on Game Pass. We'll get Spyro on Game Pass. We'll get... Maybe uh, Sekiro finally. Yeah, yeah, maybe Sekiro finally. I'm not sure where the rights are, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're with, with Activision. Um, like, th- there th- they will be a, a whole bunch of games that will get thrown onto Game Pass. Um, that'll just be uh, somewhat sobering, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because that also means that, you know, like like we said before, like we know that at that point, Kodak got paid and we don't know if they're going to kick him out immediately or not. He obviously yeah. wanted this to happen. Like, you know, he... he well, owned- yeah, because they went with the deal in the first place. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, he owns a lot of stock. He's going to get a lot of money. I, I hope they kick him out, but they're not going to... But even if they do, I mean, I remember someone saying this, like he's he's got... Even if they kick him out, he's going out with a golden parachute. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, like the, the, there is no... There is no... Um, there is no justice that that man will see. Um, there, no. there is no. He is making personally hundreds of millions of dollars with this deal. Yes, and he will not see what he deserves. Right, like there's, mm-hmm. there's, yeah, like it, it, he, he'll be fine, which is one of the greatest shames. Of, oh, more of, than fine, of, he'll of be fucking world. continuously stinking rich. Yeah, more rich. Yeah. So. Uh, I think what we'll do now is we'll throw it to a break and when we come back, we haven't been playing too much this week. So what we'll do when we come back, we'll talk about some of the very interesting news details that came out from the trial, some of the random bits of context about the industry. And then we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing before wrapping up. So stick around. We're going to go to a break and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Cast. We've been discussing climbing and microphones, and uh, that's about it. It's been a short break, short, short, short one, but a good one. Mm. Uh, guess what, everybody? We're, we're going back to the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you escaped? Objection! But no. I should have got the the Ace Attorney objection sound effect. I've had never really had any appeal to play those games. You know, there are a lot of games that you don't have any interest in. I find from like, from like a, from a never, never trying a point of view. I mean, I'm not never trying it. It just doesn't sing to me. I, it's just, I hear it and people say it's good and I look at it. I'm like, meh. But if you haven't tried it, how do you know? I guess I don't. I, I'm I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch you a series that I actually did want to do at one point, but I don't know. It, it just sounds like an absolute nightmare to do. <laughs> Okay, great. And like, I do want to do it one day, but like, I don't know when it'll happen um, okay. because it is so difficult to do. But I have wanted to like do an entire series where like, where I pretend to be like, like, like you're Rocky and I'm the coach, and I get you to play like every genre of video game. Oh, okay. And like, so it'd be fighting games, driving games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them, right? Like immersive sims. 
yeah. uh, platformers. Yeah, like 2D platformers, 3D platformers, Castlevania games, um, uh, Metroidvania games rather, um, you know, like 4X games, Grand Strategy games, RTS, Space Sim, oh, Flight wow. Sim, Driving Sim. Like, ev- and What would you know, be your role as the coach? To, to tell you the history and to, and to like basically... Because I'm yell be- at me when I get stuck, and and then we will have a we will have a battle, and because I'm better at you than every in in every video game, you'll have to beat me. <laughs> that last bit. Are you? Funny. Is that the consensus? No, no, I don't. I have no idea. I I have no idea. But it would be it would be funny if you had to go up against me as someone that who had had more experience in more genres than you. That would be funny. That does sound very funny and very silly and very difficult to put together. <laughs> Not very difficult, just some work. Massive time, though, like huge amounts of time, because I would have to, we would both have to play a tremendous amount of games. Uh, yeah, but me playing it would, I, I assume for the first time, would be on camera, right? And then I'd be done. No, 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 I'm not saying you play it, like, for two hours and then you're done. Like, you, like, go to get good at it. Oh, not, no. not like not like you know for months but like over a week you like drill oh, into a game yeah that sounds way less appealing i thought it was just like sit me down in the chair and yell at me for a couple of hours and we record the whole thing no 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 no. i mean is in like you like like you like you you spend like a week in the world of driving oh. sims oh see to me oh. that sounds so great it's a good idea. That's just so much time of me potentially playing something that I don't like. Yeah. I don't like the idea of that. Oh, but you don't even want to find out. You don't even want to know. It's not like I'm going to get paid for it. Yeah, but you know this business. <laughs> you suffer for your art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, Alex wants to be the co-host. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Let, anyway, back to the courtroom, everybody. We're going to go through some of the uh, the random bits and bobs uh, that have come out of this uh, court case. So uh, it should be said, I gathered we gathered a lot of these from uh, Tom Warren's daily sum-ups of each day in court. Uh, Tom Warren at The Verge did an excellent job cataloging everything as did the other reporters i know rebecca valentine has done awesome work uh covering the the trial so shout outs to them uh but there's it's funny because this this first uh detail was from the first day of the trial but it's kind of it's interesting context for what we last spoke about which was microsoft striking a deal with playstation to keep call of duty on their consoles uh so this headline tom warren june 23rd says Sony's PlayStation chief privately said Microsoft's Activision deal wasn't about Xbox exclusives. Uh, I've I've jumped to the first paragraph here uh, to part of the email. Quote, it's not an exclusivity play at all, said Ryan. They're thinking bigger than that, and they have the cash to make moves like this. I've spent a fair amount of time with both Phil Spencer, Bobby Kotick, over the past days, and I'm pretty sure we will continue to see Call of Duty on PlayStation for many years to come. Unquote. The surprise revelation runs counter to Sony's arguments against Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal and its filings with regulators. Sony has maintained it fears Microsoft could make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox or even sabotage the PlayStation versions of the game, uh, which is fascinating. It's just fascinating to see like those inner 
emails between executives about the big things, about these big things, but about what they really think when said to each other. Um, yeah, and it's... it's um, Especially given their public speech of being... Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of um, a, a good long while ago, there was a lot of leaked emails from the Sony Pictures team um, when, like, like when they were leading into um, like the Amazing Spider-Man two and stuff, there was like a whole lot of oh, leaked emails. Yeah, about, a like, long time ago. Is that the same time as the the was, interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was to do with with like North Korea and all that stuff. Um, and yeah. there were a ton of leaked emails from from way back then. And yeah, it is interesting to see the decisions get made in a uh, like, like to get a snapshot of the real time decisions being made. Um, is really fascinating. Like, and just last week, um, in the in the post show, um, that we did for the mini webcast, we went through a whole bunch of, uh, like a, a database of leaked Sega documents. Yes. Um, which was Jeremy. Was that only last week? I think so. That feels like a month ago. It feels like forever ago, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Let's move on. But I'm just gonna have a little existential crisis yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should I go into, speaking of emails, um, should I go into the companies Microsoft considered acquiring, Gary? Yes, I'd love to go over this list because I, I, I heard of it sort of um, circumspect just like briefly as headlines and stuff like that. But yeah, as part of this, as part of discovery and files, they found this list of one the top 100 companies that Xbox could consider purchasing or microsoft could consider purchasing for xbox yeah so so there was that so this list is is actually a little bit more specific than that um so so this is this is again from tom warren of the verge um uh, an article that is titled uh, microsoft considered buying bungie sega uh, to bolster xbox game pass internal emails show um Did you say to bolster to bolster oh, um, to bolster yeah yeah to bolster um xbox game pass internal emails show um so uh uh, the article goes, Microsoft was looking to acquire both Bungie and Sega, according to internal documents from the FTC slash Microsoft. Hearing in an email seen by The Verge, Mark, uh, Xbox chief Phil Spencer wrote to both Microsoft CEO uh, Sata, sorry, Satya Nadella and Microsoft CFO Amy Hood requesting a strategy approval to approach Sega Sammy over a potential acquisition of its Sega gaming studios. Uh, quote, we believe Sega has built a well-balanced portfolio of games across segments with global geographic appeal and will help us accelerate Xbox Game Pass both on and off console, said Spencer in the November 2022... Sorry, November 2020 email. Um, mm. And that, that they share a screenshot of the email and it includes... Uh, there's about 15 people in this email CC'd and, and, and just directly emailed to. Um, uh, people that have got subtitles such as Corp Dev... Um, Sarah Bond is in this email. Matt Booty is in this email. So like all the all the big all the big Xbox wigs are in this email. Yeah. Um, uh, it goes on to say it's not clear what happened with the Sega acquisition and whether Nadella ultimately approved talks. But in a Microsoft internal April 2021 merger review, Sega was still listed as a key target. Um, inside of this. Uh, uh, Microsoft confidential document that, that that is been made public through this deal. Um, there's there's a there's a couple of merger and acquisition final watch list companies that are listed here. Mm -hmm. um, 
the, uh, they, they list three columns. There's the gap, there's the company, and there's the assets related to the company. So the gap the here, gap. so gap is audience expansion. So what they are filling. Oh, what they would gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the hole that they are filling with the, by buying this company. Um, so under audience expansion, they have the company's uh, Thunderful, which is a publisher. Um, okay. Supergiant. Um, obviously yep. the, the maker of Hades, um, Bastion Pyre, Bastion Pyre. Uh, Niantic, the creators of Pokemon mm. Go, mm-hmm. um, Playtrix, which is a game that, which is a studio I'm not as familiar with. Playtrix. Playtrix. Sorry, so, sorry, Playrix. Playrix. Playrix, yeah, is one of the top three mobile gaming companies in the world, according to their website. Okay, what, 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 what games are, the, are they? Uh, Do they own... Are they like they Clash of Clans? Serbia games. What is it? It's Gardenscapes, Homescapes, Fishton, oh. Township. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are just... Mana Matters. Gardenscapes. Fishton Solitaire. Gardenscapes. It's a good game. Um, I'm like level 300 and something in Gardenscapes. Um, I play a lot of Gardenscapes. And and, and the, the final <laughs> one under under audience ac- expansion is um, Zynga. Right. Um, this is... Bo- I, uh, I would assume... Who bought them recently? Was it Tencent? Gearbox? Take two? Tencent. Tencent, I believe. Um, or at least have a majority stake in them. I'm not sure when that was, and I'm not sure how much. Take two completes $12.7 oh, billion dollar acquisition Jesus. of mobile games giant singer. When was that? Uh, 23rd of May, 22. Right, so okay. a year ago. So after this, definitely after this. Yep. Um, they, have a, they have a second table with the same columns, which is the, the, the gap for engagement and social interaction and audience expansion. There are three companies listed here. There is Scopely, which is the asset they have listed under Scopely is very strong tech infrastructure to support non-owned IP and opportunity to complement Xbox Game Studios IP. You want to hear their uh, their tagline from their from their slug on their SEO? Boy, do I! Scopely is expanding the possibilities of play through game experiences that aim to inspire community connection, competition, and Capitals now play every day. Yeah, right. So like a live ops studio. Um, the other two in this table are Bungie uh-huh. and IO Interactive. Oh, okay. So Social interaction through IO Interactive. That's uh, Engagement one. and social interaction and audience expansion. The, the asset they have um, listed for IO Interactive is owner of a AAA franchises, oh, sorry, owner of AAA franchises with specialized expertise in regional IP game launches. Um, oh, okay. And the, the asset they have for Bungie is owner of AAA franchises with an established ability to ship and scale games, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting, right? Like, I think that the, the, there are other companies that that they were they had um, uh, listed as considered um, mm. uh, acquisition targets. Um, there's, I remember it was interesting that Square Enix didn't show up, right? Uh, I think they did, but I think it was like there were a handful of lists, and a lot mm. of the, like at the end of the day, I think if you look through those lists, every single company was on there. Nintendo right. was on there. Sony Interactive Entertainment was on a list as a yep, potential yep, 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 yep. as like as a should we like like what would it take for us to look at acquiring Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah. Um big pie in the sky big moves. Yeah, but like but the, the, one of the lists 
which was looked a little bit more refined, um, included Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Certain Affinity, Crytek, 4A, Digital Extremes, From Software, Gearbox, Hello Games, IO Interactive, Larian Studios, People Can Fly, Remedy Entertainment, Starbreeze, Supergiant Games, Techland, 505 Games, Focus Home Interactive, Paradox Interactive, Sega. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of like, they were looking around and seeing what was going to fit their portfolio, seeing what was going to really build them up. Um, it's funny because, like, looking at those, none of those have the highs that uh, Activision Blizzard King offer them. I don't think. You know what I mean? No, totally. Um, but but this was also. It's not that it was in the age where they were looking at studios like um, Playtonic and looking at you know Play Dead, right? But like, but th- they bought a bunch of smaller studios at the same time as they were buying big ones, right? You know, like they went out and bought, um, you know, these are still big studios, but like um, uh, Ninja Theory, Team Ninja, yeah. whatever one. The, the Ninja help, Theory. Ninja yeah. Theory, um, you know, which had only made a handful of games. Um, and some of, you know, uh, while Obsidian was like a really good get, they weren't, you know, Obsidian of eight years ago. Um they were a diff- they're, they're a different feeling company now. They're they they feel a bit more small scale, mm-hmm. um, whereas yeah, like buying a super giant fits in that realm. Yeah, it's like a like a double fine or a, yeah yeah yeah. Theory. yeah as you said that makes sense. Hmm. It's fascinating though. It's very fascinating. I mean, all of these feel like that. It's like, oh, this is what it's actually like. This is how they made these decisions. This is how they talk about this. It's good, I yeah. think, for the health of the industry for us to know this stuff. Um, so something else we found out uh, on the first day of the of the trial, uh, when Pete Hines was on the stand, at some point, it, as looking at Tom Warren's article, it wasn't particularly clear how this was revealed, but it was revealed that Microsoft made Starfield and Redfall exclusive to the Xbox platform after the acquisition uh, was slated. Oh, yeah, no, for Bethesda, once the acquisition happened. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're looking at the Bethesda-Microsoft deal was quite the way to sort of template, be like, oh, you did this with Bethesda. Why wouldn't you do this with Activision? Um, and so, yeah, it was very fascinating to see that and know that for certain you know like it wasn't confirmed where starfield would launch before the acquisition went through it wasn't confirmed where redfall would be uh before the acquisition went through but knowing that they were going to be on playstation and are no longer because of this deal is good to know outright yeah um like and uh, like, do you do you have a link to the to some of the emails that are there? Because like, it it was funny hearing the language because there was there was two emails that were going around. There was one sent to I don't remember who it was, but it wasn't Phil Spencer, and there was one sent to Phil Spencer hmm. that were similar emails and just used very deliberate language in each of them. From Pete Hines, you mean? From Pete Hines. Yeah, the the wrap up I was looking at didn't go into those, but yeah. yeah, I do remember reading that 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 Pete Hines was he was miffed that 
um, these decisions were being made that his games, that the games that he was responsible for marketing and stuff like that were being kind of just pulled from platforms. Yeah, so it, it, it says here, uh, Hein said in oh, one of the emails. Call of Duty wouldn't be pulled. And they were like, why won't it be pulled? We had to pull out all yes. of our stuff. Yeah, so he says... Uh, and there's a quote from the email. Did anyone at Xbox think about giving us a heads up on this? Todd's going to dice in a couple of days. Todd Howard is going to dice in a couple of weeks. Do you think a journo might find him and press him on why why the below is okay for Call of Duty or why any Activision Blizzard game, but not for the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield? Yeah. Um, the it is it was funny. It was it was just interesting to see a lot of those decisions also get made after the fact, and you know. This happens all the time when one company buys another. It's they say one thing and then you get told to do another because like, hey baby, mm. that's the business. And so it's it was and also they they stop running it by literally everyone in the chain. Mm. Yeah, at some like point that was, that was a decision above Pete's head. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's yeah, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Thank you for looking that up. It's yeah. good context. Uh, so this is another little tidbit we got here, pulling again from Tom Warren's work. Uh, this is about when Phil Spencer was on the stand. Uh, quote, later in the, well, quoting from the article, later in the day, Spencer was then asked about Xbox targets. Quote, so your business is not necessarily meeting its internal targets today, right? RCS asked the FTC's lawyer. Spencer then admitted, it is not right now, no. Today, with the majority of our business residing as the third place console business, we are, we are not a robust business. So that was just in general to their business in practice. But the, the next paragraph reads on, but just two weeks ago, Spencer revealed gaming revenue at Microsoft is double what it was in the Xbox 360 era in a behind closed doors presentation after its Xbox games showcase. Yeah. Spencer also said at that presentation that Xbox has more players than ever and Microsoft is expecting $1 billion in PC gaming revenue this year. So the Xbox <laughs> business is in pretty good shape, but Microsoft clearly has some even bigger targets. It's that classic thing of like, you know, how, like how much is too, is how, like how big is too big? Like how much is enough? Yeah. Um, even though they are expanding and they are doing better than they have in the past, like it's, they have such lofty targets and which makes sense because they've been spending money like motherfuckers for the last three, four, five years. I've, and I've, I've got something on that because there's, there's a, there's, there seems to be something floating around that they're going to retire um, the Xbox Live brand um, over the next okay. few days. Um, that The Xbox Live brand is no longer going to exist and it's going to become a thing called Xbox Game Pass Core, um, oh, which is the, right, sa it's the right, same. Okay. It's, it's going to be the exact same thing. It'll be PlayStation Plus Essential. It, 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 is, it is exactly that. They're going to retire the games for gold and you're going to get uh, a smaller batch of games to play um, as opposed to um, uh, monthly games that get out to your account, you keep all the plus ones. online multiplayer yes. access. Yes, plus online multiplayer access, but not um, Game Pass, because that is a mm. different tier, right? What that means is that they can, and, and anybody that has like Xbox Live Gold currently will then just get thrown on a new plan, cost the same, features a, a equivalent depending yep. on how you feel about the really quite dire games for gold showing uh, uh, things for forever. Um, yeah. Um, and, but it costs... Yeah, maybe same. they'll just pick a rotating list of like five games out of Game Pass instead of... Yeah, like, I, like we don't know how they're going to do it, but like that that's the, basically the gist of it. What that means really is that they can 
then look at that month and say, hey, look at all of our new Xbox Game Pass subscribers. That's a that's a growth oh. that's a growth mindset, ain't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. And then they could talk about, you know, monthly active users and yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. Since the release of Xbox Game Pass Core, we've seen an uptick in Game Pass subscribers of very, very, very data minded. And like, you know, to anyone, like anyone who has Xbox Live at the moment is going to go like, I don't give a shit, like whatever. Yep. yep. There you go. Yeah, totally. Like Live and like Xbox Live Gold have been, there's such holdovers from a bygone era that it could be completely overshadowed by Game Pass the last, the last five or six years. Yeah. Um, it's been funny to see it just disappear into the background. And honestly, it's not a, a terrible thing. You know, Sony had to revamp their PS Plus to keep up with Game Pass, and now Game Pass is kind of keeping up with itself. They made their own thing redundant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, going on to our next point. Uh, so, this is while Phil Spencer was on the stand still. Uh, reading from Tom Warren's article, Spencer revealed that Sony regularly pays competitors to, quote, skip our platform, and Microsoft felt it needed to own Bethesda to compete. Sony made the decision. Oh, and and then this is so that that's its own thing there. Um, that is funny that 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 stipulation of you know we'll pay you to be on our system and specifically pay you to not be on other people's systems. Um, like that's a different way than you hear it happening for like ID at Xbox, right? Where that's like we'll pay you to launch here or we'll pay you to launch on Game Pass. It never really seems to be a directly combative. Uh, you will not launch there. I mean, maybe it is. We just didn't hear that in this case. We don't know that necessarily, but well, like, it yeah, like I does think, seem particularly anti-competitive. And, and I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's interesting as well because, like, like what they usually do with ID at Xbox is like they they target smaller games. You know, they target smaller studios that that could realistically use the money. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think that the exclusivity that that PlayStation usually does, it's it's very rarely smaller stuff. It is more often than not Deathloop, um, Final Fantasy Seven, uh, yeah, or things like Stray and Chia and uh, yeah, which, which are and, uh, humanity, which are smaller but are not, um, you know, They're like double A small. Yeah, like, the, the, people who made humanity made Tetris Effect connected. Like they 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 made money on that. Yeah, it's it, it it's not it's not a Cuphead, for example, where they're like yeah. they're looking for for a, a smaller studio. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen being another one, right? It's like a, it's like for them, it's like keeping up business decisions with other very large corporations as opposed to like yeah, looking for smaller teams. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so uh. Going on, it looks like Jeremy. So we pulled this. This was about uh, dev kits. Was this? This was. Um... Yeah. So the, 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 who, who was speaking here? Because so, we've got a quote. But so so this was um, uh, Jim Ryan talking about how they were not. Um, yes. They they they, they were uh, trusting the studios that were owned by Xbox less because um like specifically with hardware dev kits um because and speaking as to why minecraft doesn't have a ps5 exclusive uh or a ps5 updated version of minecraft yet yeah so 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 uh during the um development of the playstation 5 they didn't give mojang um 
PS5 dev kits because they were owned by Microsoft and they didn't want the hardware information, the baseline specs, all of that stuff to be handed over to a studio that was owned by Microsoft because that mon- mm-hmm. that that information then would have made its way to Microsoft and there's a there is a, an argument to be made that they would have gained an unfair advantage by understanding what, what the direct competitors hardware specifications were going to be um, yep. at a time where they are like things are not final and at a time where they are just hoping to get games on the platform for example yeah um, I think it honestly it's a it's a decent discussion to have in terms of like you know the other teams don't necessarily know what cards we're holding when they're launching consoles especially when they're launching them not only in the same month but literally like two days away from each other like they did this console cycle yeah that's it's it's valuable to to hold on to that and and so Um, the the quote here is the development kits allow developers to have uh visibility and to work on the feature set that our new console will deploy delaying dev kits would typically mean a developer may bring its content to the new platform later than there would otherwise be the case the commercial risk associated with the knowledge of these feature sets leaking to our principal competitor is not something we'd rely on any contract to enforce um that is that is from that, that that's from jim ryan um right so saying like we could sign a contract that they couldn't say these secrets but we don't we don't rel- those contracts aren't 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 strong enough to mitigate the the potential of those contracts being breached yeah 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 it, it's 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 an interesting point yeah um th- 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 there's another one here again from jim ryan um t- just talking to his conversation with bobby kotick um about the about the acquisition um prior to everything happening um the quote from jim ryan is i told him um, him being Bobby Kotick, that I thought he, that I that I thought the transaction was anti-competitive. I hoped that the regulators would do their job and block it, um, mm. which which I think is a is a it's a funny like and like Jim Ryan wasn't in um he was un- unfortunately not in person for this to happen. Yeah, it was, was recorded, wasn't it, or a deposition or something? Uh, there was a deposition that was happening, but he was also I think via teleconference. I want to say because oh, okay. because Microsoft is asking him questions unless all of that was done ahead of time i'm not too sure i was under the impression that was recorded ahead of time okay maybe maybe i'm mistaken Uh, i i also i'm just i'm not i'm not super clear on it um but uh i thought that that was that was a that was a just a fun kind of jab of like telling the regulators to do their job as if this is the correct thing to do um because it like it like realistically it is the correct thing to do but like uh, in in my opinion why he's saying it he's saying it because he loses yeah but but also i think it's like that is a thing that you hear often is that like um anyone who is a, a, a watcher of succession for example um will will know the idea of uh letting a government entity do their job to allow things to um happen right like it is yeah please allow our gigantic business to continue to make billions of dollars yeah right um there's a there was another and and this was a back and forth uh this next one was a back and forth between microsoft lawyers um and jim ryan um microsoft saying do you think it would be better if microsoft kept activision games on playstation jim ryan said yes i do Microsoft then said, do you believe it's in Microsoft's best interest to make Activision games available on multiple platforms? Ryan says, no, I don't agree with that. Microsoft then says, if you're running Xbox, would you recommend making Call of Duty and other Activision games exclusive to Xbox and PC? Jim Ryan said, that's a hypothetical question that I don't wish to answer. Mm -hmm. Microsoft said, so you don't get to answer. Ryan then said, I don't have enough knowledge to answer that question, Um, which I think is 
also funny because I think that he also no he and everybody knows if the if 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 they were swapped. Um, yeah. Uh, Especially with PlayStation's mentality, this last three five years. Yeah, like if 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 yeah, if their positions were swapped, of course he would be making the same decisions because yep. at the end of the day, both of them are CEOs, and a CEO has a legal obligation to the company to mm-hmm. make the best decisions financially for the company and their stake and shareholders. Oh, more than that, to make sure their business continues to grow. They have an obligation to make sure their business mm. grows. Mm. More than like does their best, like their business has to continue growing. Yeah. Contractually. Yeah. Like there's nothing really, there's nothing really too much to read into this part of it aside from it was just, it's just, it's funny seeing that kind of talk. Mostly yeah. just from people that you and I talk about often. Um, yeah, totally. Because we often talk about, you know, these people in terms of, E3 conferences and and like very polished presentations and and it's funny because like we often think about some of these people as you know like gigantic business people and they are but like you know I've said like I've I have exchanged a word with Phil Spencer once right like you know that like they're not impossible to reach they're around they're, yeah and they are people yeah yeah like I yeah Phil Spencer came to Melbourne six years ago. And oh, really? I don't know that I've heard this. What? Weren't you there? He 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 did a talk um at Acme. Um Oh, I didn't go to that. Oh, yeah. Like I like I I I went to it and, and What'd you say? Nice haircut? No, like I like because I, I got there like earlier than everyone else, and so I saw him when he showed up and I was like, hello, and he said hello back to me, and then after the thing he had a he had a he had just like he just hung around and anyone was asking him questions and stuff. Um which was it's weird to think about that now. Yeah, that's neat. Like I could have said, I could have stopped this from happening. I could have said something to him. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were going more sinister of that for for a minute. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was just thinking of the Beatles last week. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No. Like you know. Like the, the, these people are not impossible to reach. They are also still just people, but also these are people who are in charge of billion dollar mm. companies i i love the questions that microsoft's lawyers ask in this saying do you think it would be better if microsoft kept kept activision games on playstation like would be better that's such an open-ended question of course he thinks it's better it's better for him yeah very, but very, also that next one of, lawyer. So, so you do believe it's in microsoft's best interest to make activision games available on multiple platforms and ryan says no i don't agree with that he does he doesn't think it's in microsoft's interests to keep activision games available everywhere I think I think as a whole you can make that case when as a whole you include Call of Duty. Yeah. Because obviously this deal that they have they have agreed with uh they've they've both agreed to earlier today means that they both have a vested interest in keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And you know like the, and since the, this intent to acquire um Microsoft has also said with Activision, we also intend to include Nintendo um, in the shares of, of Call of Duty, remember? Yeah. Um, so, like, there is intent to bring Call of Duty everywhere um, because it just makes a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo obviously would not be unhappy with this either because they like, they like well, money. Yeah, they like money. 
And if the game runs badly, it's not their system's fault. Yeah. And if the game runs badly, it'll be like some of their other first party titles. I don't fucking care anyway. But um, yeah, it, it, is, it is fascinating that they are, that like, that I think Jim can actually make this case. And like, I think it is not in, in Microsoft's best interest to um, keep Call of Duty on Xbox because realistically the money they make from putting it everywhere is worth it. Yeah, totally. And, you know, they don't want to lose that for the franchise and PlayStation doesn't want to lose that for their business. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get to the funniest one here. Uh, the <laughs> so Sony submitted some documents to court and these redacted documents, these, these rather these documents had redacted details in them and these documents were then scanned and then presented in the courtroom. Uh, the way they redacted these documents was just with a, a, a sharpie or it's something sharpie. that was not strong enough to keep the words from being displayed through a scan. So all of the things that were meant to be secret in these documents were not. Uh, Tom Warren had a really brief, uh, succinct sum up at the top of his thing about this, but he says, it looks like someone redacted the documents with a black sharpie, but when you scan them in, it's easy to see some of the redactions. Oops. The court has scrambled to remove the document, but the damage is done. Reporters and Sony's competition have already downloaded all the documents while they were in the public domain. Among other things, the document shows that Horizon Forbidden West apparently cost $212 million over five years with 300 employees. And The Last of Us Part Two cost $220 million with around 200 employees. Uh, absolutely fascinating transparency i mean not just the transparency of the redactions but like absolutely fascinating fascinating transparency to see what these games actually cost how long and how many employees they're talking about now it's not the whole story 200 employees working on the last was part two that is not the number of people who were in the credits for that game that game's credits list is thousands of names long because it, they, they, there's outsourcing and there's the people who that you know they credit all the marketing team and all of the different heads of of a business in uh, SIE and and PlayStation Studios like you know that like there's so much that goes into that yeah. but the core development team 200 people are, are roughly and or 300 people for uh, Guerrilla for Horizon Forbidden West absolutely fascinating to see these two numbers come together or these or these two games with all of their numbers um come together uh how, how did you how do you take these these revelations jeremy fuck they're expensive games god they're expensive aren't they they they're they're spending too much on, on these games sorry they remind me it's a similar amount of spending that you see for like Marvel movies, right? They're like 200, like 300, 400 million. Or it's like, okay, guys, you really are betting a bit of the bank on this. And, you know, by the time they were spending that much, they'd established enough like cachet that it was a bit more assured, but still like pumping that many hundreds of millions of dollars. And you know what? When I think <laughs> about, when I think about how much money they're spending on Marvel movies, Carrie. Yeah. When I hear the phrase "Secret Invasion" cost two hundred and twenty-one or two hundred twelve, whatever it was, million dollars for that show, mm -hmm. and at the same time, the entirety of Hollywood is going on strike. Yeah. Because they are not getting paid residuals. Because they are not mm -hmm. getting paid real money. 
And also Hollywood wants to turn everyone into AI and not pay actors and, anymore. And also Hollywood is saying, if you're ever an extra in anything that we ever do, we own your likeness in perpetuity, right? Which is what companies like Netflix are doing. Mm-hmm. You really got to wonder, when is the when is the great strike going to happen in the games industry? Because, because, because we know that like it's like it's it's bad out there over in over in Hollywood land for a lot of folks, right? Like they're not they're really not making a lot of people a lot of money. You know, there's so for games or for movies for for for, for movies and, and TV shows, right? Like a lot of right, the, okay, a, yeah. a lot of the people that are working on these are not making a lot of a lot of money. Um, there was a there was a wonderful TikTok by one of the uh one one a a a named character. I'm not sure in what capacity of a lead they were, but um a named character in um Orange Is the New Black. Um, getting her residuals check from from Netflix, right. and it was I think it was like it was like seventy three cents or something. Oh my god! Yeah, it was, it was it orange was, is the new black. Yeah, and like you know, like that show is not in its popularity peak anymore, obviously. But still, that was a really popular show and would continue to be a very popular show. Yeah, and then she's making that she's making like cents, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, like maybe not worth the amount of paper and the envelope and the and the shipping. Yeah, right. The... And then it's like, and then you look at games, and you look at how much money video games are making, and you look at the the salaries that some of the people that are working on these games. Are, and you know, I, I'm I'm I I don't I don't expect that uh, first party Sony or Microsoft. Uh, games are are in the lower end of the spectrum by any means, but these games continue to make a lot of money. So man, the, so much the, money. The, the, they look at two hundred and how much? How much was it? Sorry, two hundred and twelve for Horizon Forbidden West, and then two hundred and twenty for The Last of Us Part Two. And they look at that and they go like, "We're willing to bet that money that yep. it'll come back." And then yep. some, to to spawn another one, to build an IP, to make a HBO show, to make a movie, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, to to spin out the franchise into a Monster Hunter multiplayer experience, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's and then there's live ops, and then there's DLC, and then yep. there's you know merchandise. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do, right? And, and it's yeah. And you know, like a lot of these things, like these, are, these are high risk money, right? You know, I would bet that maybe not this less this level, but Days Gone, mm. a big game with a big marketing push, I think would at least hit two thirds of this budget. Oh, easy, yeah, easy. Just on PlayStation, just on being a PlayStation exclusive in the in the heyday of the PS4, yeah. Absolutely. The thing is, though, their targets aren't just to clear the budget. No. It's to clear and exceed it, it, the budget. They need to be mega hits. And, yeah. like, I don't know if Days Gone... Um, like, I'm, I'm assuming it broke even. I'm I'm assuming. I'm sure it did probably okay. I mean, the studio hasn't closed, so... To- totally. Like, but they're not making new projects, right? And... That, or, or they weren't, but are now. Yeah, who knows what Bend is doing? Allegedly, but, yeah, but like, you know, there is there is not going to be a Days Gone two. It is not the mega hit that that everybody involved wanted that game to be, and mm. so 
like, they need those games to absolutely fucking hit for Just like slay. Yeah, because otherwise they don't make it back. Which is like, that's really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's risky, right? But more than that, it also necessitates a certain amount of quality. I remember, um, was it you who was saying that like God of War Ragnarok had so much money and time and energy put into it? It it was like so much of a game that it kind of couldn't fail. Yeah, like like on uh, a level. Yeah, like th- there's like th- th- there's a. It's beautiful enough, and it and it it is it plays well enough, and it's bug. It's not too buggy enough. Yeah, and... yeah, like 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 that game is so expensive. It's gonna come out kind of rounded in a way like it'll it'll work you'll get to the end you'll probably enjoy it for the most part it's kind of it's yeah like the the too big to fail is a ridiculous thing but like there's a there's a reason that 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 exists as a concept of like yeah like i'm sure it'll be fine you know like they're not like the mcu is probably never going to release an absolute stinker of a film that is going to just be like a complete failure of of everything of like cinema yeah like it is not gonna it is, they're not gonna release uh like a like my mind goes to like batman and robin the the george clooney yeah. um arnold schwarzenegger batman from from the 90s like that was like a complete stinker even yeah. though it made money in the end it was like a critical failure and it put people off the ip you know yeah totally it did damage to the ip they're never gonna um, they're never gonna let a movie get to that point and sony realistically i don't think are gonna let a game get to that point so batman and robin for those who are interested like i thought uh about it apparently according to wikipedia it grossed 238.2 million dollars worldwide against a production budget of roughly 125 to 160 million yeah uh considered a commercial disappointment at the time making double the budget uh, close to double the budget, if a bit less. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, 125 to 160 million in 97, that is a huge amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like no one looked at that movie and went like, this movie didn't, didn't, like, uh, didn't make money. The thing is, what it did is it, it ruined anybody's interest in seeing another Batman movie until Christopher Nolan yeah, that's a good point. Until they 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 gave it, they put it on ice, and then and then gave it a new, and fresh like, start. And like like there is like they were working on Batman for quite a long time. Like throughout that entire period, they couldn't figure out what to do. Like they had directors come yeah, in and yeah. out, they had actors come in and out, um, they had projects start and 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 halt development over and over and over again until Christopher Nolan pitched him his Batman. Um, mm-hmm. But like that that's like a, it's, a, it's a long time in between drinks. Absolutely. I, uh, I edited a video about Oppenheimer for work this week. Um, and as a result, I was watching some Batman Begins footage to find like clips of Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that movie, I should watch that movie again. And I did. And that movie is fun and nostalgic and like a little, a little off kilter. Like it's not as there's a, polish you get with nolan movies from the dark knight onwards that is like part of his style and like this movie's just a bit less clean and i love it <laughs> this batman begins yeah batman begins yeah, it, like some I, of, some of the, the choreography is really hokey like th- yeah they, uh, the, 
a lot of the fighting in that film is very like quick cut fighting. Um, the, the scene I'm thinking of is when um, the the big building on the mountain explodes. This is completely irrelevant to the FTC. I'm sorry, that's right. but when the building on the mountain explodes and Liam Neeson's unconscious and he's and he's sliding across the the ice, but uh, and then uh, uh, Bruce is there and he's on the ice and he turns around and then it's like a first person camera shot of sliding down the hill yeah. and Liam Neeson's not there and then it cuts to seeing. Uh, Bruce sliding down the hill, and then you could see that that Ra's al Ghul's there, and then and then they catch him, and it's a, and then like that literally looks like like uh, Christian Bale had to pull him up off the cliff, like that looked like like he's screaming like it hurts, and it looks like it hurts, like there's there's good stuff in there, but with all these cuts, it's like whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. it's yeah, like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that movie's fun. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, yeah. The games games cost so much. Um. Yeah, like The Last of Us Two didn't need to be as as large as it was in t- in terms of scope. I was saying this from the moment I finished it. I think that game is too big, like not in terms of how much money they spent on it necessarily, or like how many people worked on it. I think it like that it went for too long. I think there were too many encounters. I think they weren't all up to the same standard that the rest of the previous that their previous games were. I think it was so broad in some areas that it lost its focus, and. Think about I, I just think about how much money they could have saved if they focused in a bit more and made a game that was just a bit more cut down and would have maybe appealed to many more people and been cheaper. Oh, and, like, and they could have charged the same amount for it. Oh, I don't like, know. It did like, not need to be as big as it was. No, I know, but they also, like... I, I, I think that that game... That game was was in a little bit of trouble anyway, and because like you know there was the multiplayer things that they were planning and then cancelled, and so like like the budget for that I think is 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 harder to reckon, only because they had you know plans for an entire mul- like a, an entire multiplayer that that is since not still released, and so we don't know what split of that is across those two. I think that that one's a little yeah, bit more opaque to 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 look at. Um, the part of this article that I think actually interests me the most is that how much money Call of Duty makes on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Is this the 800 million figure? So, yeah. So, uh, just going down the article, um, we already knew that the figure was over a billion dollars, but the document suggests Call of Duty was worth 800 million for PlayStation revenue in just the US. Oh, my God. In 2020 or Whoa! And we think the document says it's 1.5 billion globally. It's it's a little bit tricky Just to read. For one year from that one franchise. I mean. The, I remember when I was skimming and, through this, the judge was saying like, "Why are we just talking about Call of Duty? That's why." And. That's just the game alone. When you count in accessories, subscriptions, and everything else, that jumps to what appears to our eyes to be 15.9 billion per year, or. <sighs> Or thirteen point nine billion per year. It's again harder to read. And that's just PlayStation's cut of those purchases. Activision is is making all of the all of is taking the cut from every platform purchase. Yeah. So how much does Sony share with third parties? Third party publishers like Activision. This one's fuzzy enough that we can't confidently translate it. But the typical margin looks like it might be ten percent. Oh my god! So they're making ten percent of those purchases. And then earning, what was it, fifteen billion a year? Uh, fifteen or thirteen, depending. Um, so thir- thirteen to fifteen billion a year. 
The document also reveals that Sony only has one more Call of Duty game as part of its exclusivity marketing deal with Activision. The last game, uh, quote, the last game covered by the contract is a Call of Duty title to be released in late 2023. Reads part of the document from Jim Ryan that wasn't properly redacted. Goodness um, me, that is intense. Yeah. So that's what that's what Sony stands to lose by losing Call of Duty. That's why they've been fighting so hard. But and, and it's, Buddy it, in the chat makes a good point. Uh, now double it. Now that number is what Microsoft will make off of all Call of Duty sales on PlayStation. Now Microsoft gets that cut of, yeah, of the of the of the internal side. And it's also it's 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 what they both stand to lose by by making it exclusive, right? Like th- it was never going to go platform exclusive. There is just too much yeah. money made by both sides for it ever to be a consideration that they ever would have done. Yeah, like, like it, that. The the ten percent of that 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 playstation is earning there's another 90 percent. some of it going to pc um but like there's another 90 percent of that and the majority of it you know is going to activision xbox now gets the the share of that pie which is <laughs> so many numbers <laughs> like i was gonna say it's an x figure amount i don't know how how like 100 billion how many figures is that i think that's a 12 bill a 12 figure number I, I don't know. I don't. I don't count zero. I'm pretty like sure it is. I I think I, that's a twelve figure number. Yeah. Right. In one year, it's a lot of moolah. I mean, it immediately pays back and their purchase of that, Activision and Blizzard and King. That's with the thing. just the revenue of Call of Duty. I mean, it's got to go to the studio and all of that. But like, yeah. Wow, that's a big number. Wow, that's a big number. It's a big number. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's finish off. We've got one last little tidbit here. Uh, so this was this was one uh, that that Tom Warren explains the why why this is so important in the in the block here. So I'll just go through it. Uh, then the the FTC suddenly let slip that Microsoft would need an additional two million Xbox Game Pass subscribers a year to offset an unknown drop in Call of Duty royalty rates from PlayStation, saying that if PlayStation went exclusive, the only way to offset that via Game Pass numbers would be through 2 million extra per year. So not just 2 million tomorrow, but also the next year again, and then the next year again. So that is a lot. You could hear an audible gasp at the information getting leaked in real time before the FTC apologized and described a scenario where if Call of Duty royalties dropped, a shift toward Xbox consoles or Xbox Game Pass would help offset the losses. While the FTC didn't read out all of the exact numbers in this scenario as they were supposed to be confidential, it's clear Microsoft has been looking at models where it makes a lot less money from Call of Duty on PlayStation. Man. Yeah. So funny. I mean, you just... its It, it partially goes back to what we were saying before about how the FTC, you know, they're, they're good at being in court and they're good at taking big companies to court, but they don't they can't look at a document and and recognize what is and isn't or what should and shouldn't be confidential just by looking at it because they're not experts in like knowing about Xbox Game Pass you know they they've had they've read up for this but they've had to also read up about cloud gaming uh Call of Duty they've had to no doubt read up about the Activision and Blizzard allegations uh, of of uh like employee uh, assaults and all of that. Like it, it reminds me of the um, the Epic Apple trial, which was mm. just accidentally leaking all of the different deals that Epic had decided to like that Epic had it was had announced yeah. and had not announced. Um, 
one of them and they was would like, say, uh, actually, uh, yeah, that's right. Wasn't it one of those? They were like, actually, we redacted that in court. You should not be reading this out it, right now. It, like, yeah, it was, there was a, because they didn't realize that Paradox was the name of the game studio. They thought they were talking about paradoxes and the, <laughs> and the judge was reading it like, I don't like, what do you mean? Like paradox. And they were like, uh, please don't uh, like that is confidential information. Please don't make that loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so funny. And then like, what do they have to like, I seem to remember them being like, they took five minutes to like point out what they shouldn't say. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a, what a mess and what a, what a, what a hubbub for the same result, you know, like this is what Microsoft wanted all along. Maybe they've had to make a couple of concessions that they wouldn't have had to otherwise, but like at the end of the day, they, they will own Activision Blizzard King. Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation for who knows how long at least 10 years probably probably 10 years if not longer maybe maybe if xbox really wanted to sweeten the deal but like they didn't necessarily have to either so there's the the idea i've i I remember someone saying in the last couple of weeks there's been so much discussion about this i don't remember who was talking about it but um i remember someone saying like you you would see that 10-year deal as microsoft then going to some of those studios and saying right you've got 10 years to come up with a Call of Duty replacement. Go. Because by the time Call of Duty comes off, we need something that can bring in the amount of money that we are losing by taking that franchise off of PlayStation. We need to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and it, it, you know, it... There are uncertainties around some some things, even with Call of Duty on PlayStation, because like mm-hmm. like w- w- what I was talking about before when I was trying to remember what that what that Call of Duty thing was that just apparently doesn't exist that I made up in my brain. I'm gonna now, I guess, like <laughs> just feel that out just for a second, which I, I think is interesting because <laughs> if this hypothetical game existed. Yeah, is that like what happens to the, to the case that they make where they've said like, hey, like Warzone Three, yeah, this is like a streaming only game. Oh, like this is not a game that we sell physically, right? And it's like, so place you can get it on PlayStation Plus Deluxe in some territories, yeah. Or it's made with a, just a certain level of architecture that demands lower latency than than our competitors offering. You know, like, yeah, I, right. I I don't know what happens at that point. Like, I don't know yeah. what you can and you can't get away with. Mm-hmm. You know, do they, do they, do they make a, uh, the, the next Xbox controller have a button that sits on the controller that is in a different spot that, that they, that they say is required you know, like you know how, like you know, like the, there's a there's a button in the middle of the back of the controller. You know, like right oh, an Xbox controller. No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm making it up, but like there's a button right there, okay. right? What's that yeah. button? That's like the that's the Call of Duty button. Yeah, that's the that's the microtransaction button. Yeah, the 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 PlayStation controller doesn't have this. Yeah. Therefore, we can't support Call of Duty on the PlayStation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then and then the and then it's just math, and then it's. Is it worth us shipping every one of our controllers with this button, the Call of Duty button, <laughs> because that makes us as much that makes us that makes us the amount of money back? Yeah. On yeah. Or what if it's what if it's this? What if all 
that that they make a new standard Xbox controller that have back paddles by default, and all of a sudden, everyone playing on Xbox has back paddles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is all of a sudden competitively advantageous. Even if they don't stop releasing them on PlayStation, they're quietly steering hundreds of thousands, if not millions of players away towards a system that has superior control options for something where people want that superior control. You know, and like they do that, they 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 do that to themselves every console generation. There's a reason why PS5 game, sorry, PS PS four controllers don't work on a ps5 they don't work on a ps5 game yes yeah and there's no reason for them not to what do you mean you don't get the haptic you you don't get the haptic triggers and uh and uh the worst battery life (laughs) and 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 worse battery life yeah uh yeah there's no there's no microphone in the ps4 controller jeremy how can i go for when you want to annoy people on Call of Duty. <laughs> I was thinking to like make the wind turbine blow in the PS5 version of It Takes Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not what they do, by the no, way. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, like like they do that to themselves. There's no reason they're going to not do it to the one of their competitors at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know. It's only fair. Maybe that deal has that included. You would hope so. What, like protection from shitty business like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it would be they, tricky they with both... how quickly they threw this together over the last yeah, few but days. They, you'd they, have to wonder. You, you also got to wonder how old that deal really is. Like how long that's that's been sitting there. It's not like that they only reached out to each other after the FTC. Like I'm sure that this was drafted up and they've both looked at it and and not agreed to it until this point. Yeah, and they both it's like, hey, now this has happened. Let's come to the table. Let's talk about this offer you made. Yeah, yeah. like there's there's they're they're both wise. They understand that stuff. Yeah, it's um it's weird. Like at the end of the day it'll be you know, we're we're two or three years into the Bethesda acquisition and we're starting to see the fruits of that now with Redfall launching exclusively, Starfield launching exclusively. It'll be interesting to see what else of Bethesda's going forward will be exclusive. Pentiment. Um it could be everything. Pentiment, yeah. yeah. Well that's not Bethesda. Oh that sorry, yeah, that's obsidian. Obsidian. Sorry. Um It'll be fascinating to see in two to three years how this shakes out, what it will be. Do we see resurrections of old franchises that Activision didn't value as much, but maybe Xbox does? Do we see uh, an increase in monetization strategies akin to what you see in Call of Duty Warzone in games like uh, Halo Infinite or uh, Forza? Like stuff like that like like how does this shake out and also what games from xbox's release from activision's releases blizzard's releases uh going forward will be exclusive to their console diablo 4 won't be but uh you know what 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 else is i mean is blizzard working on anything else overwatch 2 and diablo is it right <laughs> i mean i'm sure they've got another starcraft somewhere in the works they've still got world yeah, of warcraft nothing we're hearing about no, no, not not really. Um, yeah, but like okay. they, I'm sure they've got something. How much do you reckon Xbox was like? Let's get this before Diablo is is set in stone, so we can have that for ourselves. I don't, I don't think it's probably not fast enough, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, definitely not fast enough. I think. Um, yeah, I th- I think there was actually not, nothing re- like aside from them just wanting it done sooner rather than later. I think there was nothing yeah. they, were, they were trying to hit. Um, 
you know, lead, like, cause yeah, like the only other thing I could think of is Call of Duty, which is sort of off the off the cards in terms of making anything exclusive anyway. Yeah. So, Jeremy, let me ask you this: mm. Is it going to be less than or more than twelve months until then until Microsoft slash Xbox makes another acquisition, regardless of size? Less than or more than twelve months? I think it will be more than. But I look. I don't. So, so I think I'm. I'm going to go against <laughs> what I what I said a little while ago, which is I actually think that they it'll be more than twelve months. But I think they will do another big one. Oh, really? You think they'll keep going? Yeah. Got the they've they've got the taste for blood. <laughs> yeah, I think I think now they can maybe look at something like Sega again. Yeah. Um. There's so many companies that don't look anywhere near as big as this now by comparison that are still huge. Like Sega could be like 10 or 12 or like 15 billion maybe. Yeah. But that's, and that's still a lot of money, but it looks like chump change compared to this deal. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't think they will, but like, what if they went for Ubisoft? Like it would be yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree that I don't think it'll be soon. I think it will be 12 months plus, but I don't think they'll stop. There'll be more. No. Um, I but think we'll see something will. from, maybe we'll see something big from Sony in the next 12 months. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe, relatively, maybe. not like, not 70 billion big. No, but like, but like Square Enix big, FromSoft big. Yeah. Yep. Equally unappealing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yeah, unappealing... Yes, please go on. I, 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 I understand that we are, we are running out of time rapidly. So <laughs> running I'm, out. We're always running out we're of always time. Running out of time. So I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a quick, a tight five on Exo Primal. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit longer than five. I'm not going to live myself okay. to five, but I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a quick spiel on, on Exo Primal because I played it over the weekend. Great. Uh, how was it? It is on Xbox Game Pass, um, which is how I played it because I didn't want to buy it. Um, it's not great um, oh. at all. It's 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 not very good. Um, do you know what Exoprimal is? I didn't. I read two paragraphs of Mitchell's review and progress on IGN, um, and and I was like, oh, I didn't know what this game was. Yeah. So like, so the reason I downloaded it is because of two things. One, because it had a, a, a cross promotional character that you could, that you can unlock uh, one Ryu from, from Street Fighter as a, a robot, as a robot. There's a handful of Street Fighter characters in it, like Guile's in there and stuff. Um, and they're all robot versions of themselves. And like, it looks dumb enough that I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, it, You're it, like, it, hell yeah. It, it hit that middle ground of like, this is dumb and cool. Um, and so I enjoyed that. Um, but also you you fight a bunch of dinosaurs in this in this video game. Uh-huh. Um, fight a bunch of exoprimals. Exoprimals. And, and the, 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 the way it works is it's like, you're doing like these war games in a... This story is really, I didn't, it's really hard to pay attention. And then some of the cutscenes started to fail. And so like, I didn't get some of the story. And then my oh, game no. like hard stopped in the middle of a cutscene where the audio Ooh. kept going, but none of the animations were playing and everything had frozen and I couldn't do anything and I couldn't skip the cutscene. And then when all the audio for the cutscene finished, it just left me in there and I went, oh no. 
and I haven't I haven't gone back to it since. And I will, but I haven't gone back to it since. That was yeah. that was a that was a it's time to go to bed. Um, yeah. little little reminder there. Um but like my understanding is that you're a bunch of futuristic uh, people that go in uh anthem javelin esque suits. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and these war quick and nimble mechs. Well, like the thing is, is like you can swap what ones you want to be in, and not like on the fly. So you can be in a tank, or you can be in a support, oh. and you like physically get out of them, and you then walk around as a person until you hop back into one again. Um, That's cool. No, it's it's not fun. Um, yeah, like that part of it is really weird. Like I don't like I, I think it, it's I, like when when Tony Hawk introduced getting off the board. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is like that. It is like imagine every character can be Diva from Overwatch after she blows up her mech, and then can just be Diva running around with a shitty little pistol until she gets the mech back. Uh-huh. It's like that part is not actually the fun part. Um, uh, it's not Titanfall. No, it's not Titanfall. Um, and so you were doing these these war games in like a simulated version of the city, where they summon in a bunch of dinosaurs. And you shoot them, and 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 that's what happens. Uh-huh. Um, you shoot the dinosaurs, and uh-huh. then after that, you then go to another little area and you shoot more dinosaurs. And okay. Your aim is to shoot more off more dinosaurs or the same amount of dinosaurs faster. I'm not certain. Uh than the opposing team that is doing the exact same thing as you are at this moment. Now, is this opposing team other people? Yes. Real life people? Real life people. I played with, I'm glad you asked, Kerry. I played with a very cool guy. Um, and I took a photo of his name. I'm just going <laughs> to, hang on, I'll, 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 I'll do this. I'll swap it to here. Yeah. Is that all right? Does that work? Uh, oh, you can't see. You got to wait for the stream. Oh yeah, that's all right. If anyone's watching this, uh, there's 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 a bunch of like of my washing in the in the <laughs> in the background. Ignore that. It's fine. It I'll just matter. hold my I'll just hold my arm out here yeah. conspicuously. Anyway. Uh, anyway, you said you 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 played with a really cool guy. That, that was re- the last I, I heard. I played with a really cool guy. His name was um, uh, HR Buffenchuf. which is just that's a dino slaying name if i've ever heard which is two euphemisms for weed um and uh, and he was he was pretty cool guy um anyway you you fight a bunch of you fight a bunch of fucking dinosaurs at the same time as the enemy fighting a bunch of dinosaurs yeah it's kind of like gambit in a way yeah so this is the thing it's like gambit but imagine if destiny was only gambit because after you after you oh. beat a bunch of dinosaurs no one wants that no. literally no one wants that and then then the game mode changes the game mode then changes to like a like a control the to to push the payload type of game mode but uh-huh. the, there's no defender or attacker it's you're both push, pushing opposing payloads at the same time while also in the same area and so you're shooting each other um, as your two payloads are getting closer together and then meet up in the same point in the middle, like almost in the same point in the middle. And Depending so you, on how far the other team pushed it. Yeah, so you're like shooting each other while while the payloads are getting closer to each other and then getting it to the end. Um, and like that's it. <laughs> Is that, so 
how much did you play? I played a, a handful of games, like two or three games. Okay. I uh, I was hearing some scuttlebutt today on the various Discord that apparently it gets into a flow of you play until a point of, oh, this is kind of boring. I wish they changed this up. And then the story hits a point where they introduce new maps and mechanics at that point. Okay. And then you're like, oh, this is interesting. You play those up until a point of, oh, this is getting kind of old. This is getting kind of boring. I wish I'd introduce something interesting. And then they do something else again. Like it kind of goes through that cycle. Yeah, I, I've noticed that anytime I get bored in the game, they give me a little bit more of a story cutscene. Yeah, right. Which is, I don't care for that almost at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the story is really bad and some of the characters are fucking dreadful <laughs> it's well it's not a very how much more will you be playing a, a little bit more i want to play a little bit more it's like it's it's I, you just you get dinosaurs not very often yeah and i like dinosaurs you also get mechs not very often in games these days yeah so that's all right yeah how's the shooting it's fine. It's like like you've got the same type of like um like you know uh, en uh, enemies with um like like all your abilities on cooldowns, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's kind. It's it's just it's like totally fine. <laughs> yep. You know, you get down. Enemies can uh, your allies can get you back up again. Uh. You've got to, like, some of them have shields, like Reinhardt. Some of them have grenades. Some of them have, like, laser beams. Like, it's all it's all just, like, regular mech kind of stuff. Um, Not too remarkable, then. No, it is one of the most unremarkable games I've ever played if it didn't have dinosaurs. Ah, oh, damn. That's, that's frustrating. Yeah. It's what I expected. But that's, yeah, that, that's what It's Game Pass, right? Yeah, it's Game Pass. Hmm. Mm. it's like worth trying on game pass because all you're really on game pass yeah because all i'm really doing is wasting time rather than money <laughs> <laughs> one is worth a lot more than the other let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's funny uh well cool i'm interested to hear how you you find it going forward but it sounds like it's not going to really shake up enough of the core gameplay to make a difference for you no if i had to guess no i i i no it's not it's just yeah. not uh funny anyway uh well that's gonna do it for us this week everybody thanks for sitting through our our little technical difficulty right there that was um we had this in the pre-show as well and we um and somewhat uh, boldly, I would say we uh, we we went back to Discord as it went came back online, but it, it just it just buckled under the pressure again. So we'll finish this on Google Meet uh, for tonight. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, that's my bedtime alarm going off. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so excited! Really quick, I'm so excited to try Pokemon Sleep tonight. <laughs> tonight, it's out! It's out! Oh, I will have to look at that. Yes, yes, I want to try that. Although I don't know if they they recommend you have it plugged in the entire your phone plugged in the entire time during the night, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, it's like you put your phone on charge when you go to bed. Nope. Really? I put it on charge when it gets low. Oh. I put it on charge every night. Oh. Okay. Learned a little bit about you that I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you've got that, and I've got my uh, I've got my my panic when it comes to your uh, your C drive and how full it always is. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you want to keep in touch with us and keep ahead of when we release uh, new stuff, you could follow all of our social accounts at MinimapAU. Uh, you can follow us individually as well. Jeremy, where can they follow? Where can they follow you? Wherever you want to point them towards. So you can follow me on Twitter at Obi Wan Jazz, on Blue Sky at Obi Wan Jazz, on Threads at Obi Wan Jazz, on Instagram on Obi Wan Jazz, uh, TikTok at Obi Wan Jazz. Um, just yeah, that everywhere. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore twenty four. Um, <laughs> everywhere else is a different name that I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, Twitter for now, and if I move, I'll let you know. If you're on Hive, hit me up. I, I like Hive. I, I would like Hive to thrive, but no one's there, so... <laughs> um, hey, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else Minimap-related, uh, including our Minidisc Game Club podcast and our articles. For those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're going to start the post-show. I'm going to talk about my new uh, SSD I installed in my... Uh, PS5 this weekend. Uh, for those of you listening later or watching later, make sure to give us those positive ratings wherever you're listening or watching to us. It helps us out a lot with the algorithm and all of that nonsense. Uh, and yeah, just a reminder, we're live every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time if you want to join us for the live chats as well. Lastly, uh, you could also support us on Patreon if you would like to do that uh, to help us keep the mics and lights on. You can go to patreon.com slash minimapau and for five Australian buckos, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as more benefits, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, we're going to leave now before Google Meets decides to <laughs> crash as well. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Stay safe and uh, goodbye now.